Quarter past seven and what a great way to start this Sunday morning on the Easter weekend. Our theme for our music today for your big fat juicy is all about chocolate. All things sweet and super sweet. It is Easter weekend. Maybe that chocolate is a metaphor. Maybe it's not. It's a song that makes you feel funky, funky good. And we started off with Parliament and Chocolate City. Of course, the great Bootsy Collins part of that particular outfit as well. That'll take you back in time. We move into our first story of the morning. And uh, South Africa is renowned, and I didn't know this, as the world's 12th biggest producer of greenhouse gases. I mean, that's, that's, that's not something that we want to pin to our coat and celebrate in a major way. Nevertheless, it's committed to improving its target for reducing its projected emissions of the pollutants by 28% of uh, our amount by 2030. How are we going to do it? Well, this is what Barbara Creasy has announced. And on the line, we have Simon Gear, who is the climatologist and author of 365 Ways to Change Our World. Simon, as always, good to chat to you. How are you? Yeah, very, very well. Thanks, Michelle. Always lovely to, to chat. So, Simon, let's look at these levels. I mean, they're massive level changes, but uh, they come off a rather massive base, the 12th biggest producer of greenhouse gases. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a little bit cynical about, um, uh, you know, uh, about these sort of announcements. I mean, we've we've been having these announcements for 20 years. And nothing's really changed. Um, that said, I'm also incredibly sympathetic, um, you know, that, uh, that the government's priority always uh, has to be poverty alleviation and strengthening of the economy and so on. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, say what you will, uh, we are blessed with, uh, with uh, cheap, shallow coal in this country, and um, it is uh, it is tricky to to uh, to separate ourselves from that uh, that really easy available source of of energy. So you say that uh, we need to separate ourselves from that source of energy. How are we going to do it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, what are we at about eighty percent coal fired in this country? Plus, we have Sassel. Uh, which is, you know, this enormous historical investment um, that uh, is able to uh, extract oil from coal and, uh, and that sort of thing. So these two huge behemoths, uh, Sassel and ESCOM, both of which are completely reliant on coal. And I mean, I've sat on panels recently with uh, guys from Sassel. They clearly are investing substantially in things like solar and green energy. ESCOM has been um, trying to invest a bit more in, in green energy, as well as uh, the, the, the government itself trying to introduce uh, independent energy producers into, into the mix. So all of these things are going to help a little bit. Um, but until we actually get to a stage where we probably start running out of, uh, of, of fossil fuel, I'm, I'm not sure whether we will see an economy really change uh, change across as as it should, and that's a problem. I mean, we are doing massive, massive damage to the Mpumalanga High Belt in particular. Um, that's above and beyond the global damage that our fossil fuel emissions do, um, and uh, and those are the sort of damages that uh, I'm afraid future generations 
uh, look like they're going to be forced to live with. Simon, I do understand that Eskim is noting that they're going to have a target of net zero emissions by 2050, which would mean that they would stop using coal altogether. And, well, this would be my understanding, and that by that stage, by 2050, they would go on to uh, diverse power sources. Do you think that this is a possible uh, option? With the, with the right political will and the right uh, foreign investment, absolutely it is. Um, we're not going to do that without uh, without nuclear as part of the mix, um, and uh, and there is certainly when you drive across the Northern Cape, there's substantial investment in wind farms and in uh, and in solar plants. I mean, you see them uh, uh, going up all the time. Um, so there there, there certainly uh, needs to be a push to um, to changing the way that we build new plants. Um, but it also makes us incredibly vulnerable. We know that uh, we know that our record as South Africans for um, for being conned by international uh, consortia is is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're incredibly vulnerable to uh, corruption um, and, in some cases, to just blatant uh, contracts. Um, and and we're really going to need to go into this thing with our eyes wide open if we're going to put the investment necessary uh, to change that so that track. We do talk about our eyes wide open now. The Environmental Ministry, the Ministry of uh, Environment, said in a presentation on Tuesday that they're revising something called the Nationally Determined Contribution, which is the NDC. And that uh, uh, revising is... Uh, linked to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. What's interesting about that revising is that they have actually taken the proposed limit down. So from 510 tons of carbon dioxide to um, from 614 tons of carbon dioxide to 510. My thought was if they are already proposing that drop down, then they must be vaguely confident that they could be able to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously those sort of negotiations come with big international agreements and promises of future investment. You know, this, this thing is, is, is horse, horse trading extraordinary. Mm. Um, and uh, we've typically aligned ourselves with the BRICS nations in these sort of negotiations. Um, uh, in Barack Obama's book, he talks extensively about uh, negotiating with then-President Zuma, as well as uh, the the leaders of the rest of the of the BRICS nations at I think it was Copenhagen, um, so there is a lot that goes back and forth in these things, and I can assure you, uh, South Africa wouldn't have have agreed if if that wasn't coming in with um, with promises of access to international funds, uh, cheap loans from the the world lenders, all of those sort of things. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's certainly nothing is done. For the sheer good of the planet, you know, it's always done um, with an eye to future economy and so on, which is is, is the role of the government. I, I, although, um, you know, it's not how I would do it as an environmentalist. I completely understand the need to to make decisions uh, based like that. So, Simon, I, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking Simon's sounding pretty bleak today. Is that um, a general overarching bleak, or do you think that there are some lights at the end of the tunnel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always. It's, it's a difficult one for me because I've been working in climate change now for, uh, what, at least 20 years. Um, I mean, my, my, my degree back in the 90s was heavily climate change influenced. And I honestly haven't seen that much change. Um, uh, there's definitely more investment in green energy now. We're seeing things like green automation, uh, green uh, vehicles. 
um, becoming uh, more and more advanced. But on the whole, we still produce more carbon as a planet than um, than we did when I was a, you know, a university uh, student 25 years ago when we were attending all of these sort of conferences and so on. And the, the rhetoric hasn't really changed much either. Um, and so I suspect, if I'm going to be very cynical, we're going to land up in a situation where we're going to have to learn to live with climate change rather than, um, than, than solve the problem. But that is not to say we shouldn't be trying. Uh, we absolutely should be. And over time, we're going to see things like battery technology improve, nuclear technology improve, um, uh, you know, self-driving cars. All of these things are going mm. to be linked to uh, an environment where our cities are cleaner and greener and hopefully better places to live. Simon Gear, climatologist and author of 365 Ways to Change Our World. Learning to live with climate change as opposed to uh, trying to ensure that uh, climate change takes place in a different and positive way. There's an interesting one. What's your take on that? You're welcome to SMS us or WhatsApp us. And don't forget uh, that that's where you can send us your big, fat, juicy choice songs. And, of course, uh, our theme today is around all things sweet Chocolate could even be desserts. You are welcome to take us whichever way you'd like.